This is Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. Cross Hope is broadcast daily and shares five minutes of hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Our companion website is www.crosshope.org. Now with today's uplifting message, here's Randy. Well, several years ago on the Tuesday before Easter, my mother passed away. On that Sunday, Easter Sunday, people thought I wouldn't be speaking, but I said, I feel like I need to speak. I need to preach today because I need the assurance of the resurrection in my life personally. We are going to play that message all this week on Crossope since this Sunday is Easter Sunday 2020. God bless you as you listen today and all this week to this message from Luke 20 about heaven by the expert on heaven, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I want to thank those of you that have um, expressed your sympathy to me in the loss of my mother this week. Her funeral service is Wednesday in uh, right outside of Chicago in a place called Hammond, Indiana, and uh, she died this week. A number of people said, well, how can you preach today? This is what I'd rather do than anything else on Easter Sunday is talk about the hope of the resurrection, because this is what it's all about. You know, you either have the hope of the resurrection in your life, folks, or you don't. That's simple. Has nothing to do with your income. Has nothing to do with your net worth. Has nothing to do with your skill set. Has nothing to do with your resume. It has everything to do with knowing the one who said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Most people have a view of heaven that is simply an extension of the good life here on earth. Listen to that again. Most people, United States, doesn't matter, wherever, their view of heaven, if they have a viewpoint of heaven, is just an extension of the good life. William Barclay, a Scottish scholar, said that in American Indian culture that he studied, he said heaven was always referred to as the happy hunting ground years ago as the place where you, when you die, you go to the happy hunting ground. Evidently, hunting was a happy thing. I've heard people refer to their dogs, and I'm not making fun of anybody's relationship with their pet. A dog who died and said, he's up in heaven chasing squirrels. And I always wonder about the squirrels. What do they think? <laughs> you know? Really, I mean, that's what I think about. I'm, I can picture a squirrel in heaven saying, all of our lives on earth, we were running from dogs. Now we're in heaven. We're running from dogs. They say, what's up with this? That doesn't work for me. Let me use another example. People who are avid golfers. I've had more than one funeral director tell me that they've been instructed by a widow to put a golf club or clubs inside the casket. I mean, I'm not trying to be morbid, but that's happened. Several funeral directors have told me that. And the extension of heaven to them is playing golf 24-7 on the most beautiful golf courses you've ever seen. You remember I told you a true story. I was driving down a two-lane highway in southern Ohio listening to a J. Vernon McGee older type speaker, and he said he pictured heaven as a giant campground. I lost control of the car because someone who doesn't like camping, thinking that I'm going to spend eternity in a campground, that doesn't, doesn't exactly appeal to me. So just your extension or my extension of the good life isn't a picture of heaven. I want to tell you where the picture of heaven comes. The expert is Jesus. 
The expert on heaven is Jesus Christ Himself. And we're going to read a passage out of the Gospel of Luke today where Jesus in no uncertain terms talks about what heaven is and what it's like in just a small way. I'm going to go with what He says. It's in the 20th chapter of Luke. Well, my prayer is that you'll listen all this week to this message from Luke 20 about children of the resurrection. Hopefully that's a title that includes you and me. Crosshope.org Well, today, part two of the message we started yesterday from Luke 20, where Jesus talks about the resurrection. He's the expert on resurrection, not you, not me. I want you to hear what he has to say about resurrection and people, children of the resurrection. Hopefully that describes you and me. God bless you as you listen to part two. And by the way, when you lose a loved one, the most important word is resurrection. I'll talk about that in a minute. Luke 20, verse 27, some of the Sadducees, a religious sect of the day, a Jewish sect, who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second, and then the third married her. And in the same way, the seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. After seven husbands, it would be understandable. (laughs) Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, verse 34, this is important. The people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. And they can no longer die. Underline that. They can no longer die, for they are like angels. They are God's children since they are the children of the resurrection. But in the account of the bush, the burning bush in Exodus 3, Even Moses showed that the dead rise, for he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are alive. Would you listen to that again? For to him all are alive. That parent you lost, that son or daughter you lost, they're alive to the Lord because they're with him. Especially, we believe the promise of 2 Corinthians 5 to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Some of the teachers of the law responded, well said, teacher, and no one dared to ask him any more questions. What you believe about heaven may not impact your life too much, but what you believe about Christ impacts everything. Would you listen to that again? What you believe about heaven may not have a lot of bearing on your life, even though it's important, but what you believe about Christ impacts everything. Because the expert on heaven, in my opinion, is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And he's posed this question. It was done to trick him. I bet people laughed when they said, wait till we ask him this question. He won't be able to answer it. In heaven, whose wife will she be since she was married to seven husbands? And they probably had a good laugh out of it until Jesus said, none of the above. Marriage will be different. Our our relationships will have in heaven. I really believe you'll know your spouse and you'll know your children. Why wouldn't you? Our knowledge will be made perfect. 
but it'll be different. We'll be like the angels according to Jesus himself, not according to somebody who had a vision of heaven, but somebody who knows it inside and out, and that's Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, we'll continue with part three of this message from Luke 20 tomorrow. This message has a personal connection with me in the sense that my mother died just days before I gave this message. People were a little surprised that I would preach, but I said, I I feel the need to do this. This was just days before her funeral and days after she died. I needed to talk about the resurrection. Crosshope.org is our website. Crosshope.org. The reason we have a limited view of heaven is this. It's all about perspective. It's all about point of reference. For instance, if you were to tell me, a person, what a country that you've been to, say out in the Middle East somewhere, and, and describe it, you might not have a lot of point of reference here to say this is what it's like. The two most dramatic that I can think of was a man by the name of Caspar Hauser many years ago whose parents were probably, I'm sure they were mentally ill. Caspar Hauser, from the day he was born till age 20, was kept in a room and never allowed to leave that room. No windows. The parents kept him in a room. And the thought occurred to me, if we could talk to Caspar Hauser when he was in there and try to explain to him what the outside world was like, what would you point to? You would have nothing in the way of a point of reference to describe to him what a tree is, to describe a sunset, a sunrise, because all the windows were blackened and he was kept for 20 years as a prisoner in his own house. No point of reference. The best illustration of that is Dr. Leslie Weatherhead said it better than any man I know. And he said, let's suppose you could have a conversation with a baby inside the womb of its mother. And you were to say, you're about to be born. It's going to be great. And the baby would say, I don't want to leave here. I'm warm. I'm secure. I'm safe. All my needs are being met. Why to leave this place would be like dying. To leave this place would be like dying. And then Dr. Weatherhead said that baby grows up and discovers loving arms and trees and sunsets and forests and lakes and oceans and all the beauty of this world. And then one day, That baby who's now a grown man or grown woman looks in the mirror and says, I don't want to die. I don't want to leave this place. I'm comfortable here. My needs are being met. And they die. And Dr. Leslie Weatherhead said, then they rediscover a truth that this is dying. It's better than before. It's better than before. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. And this is the most important lesson I'm going to give you right now to this passage. Death does not change your relationship with Christ. I want to say that again. Death does not change your relationship with the Lord. It changes your relationships here. It sure does. I experienced that this week. I know that. It changes your relationship firsthand, but it doesn't change your relationship with the Lord. Nothing in all of life can take away that relationship with the Lord. I'm going to tell you an interesting story from a Lutheran minister by the name of Richard Swanson. He talks about a movie, frankly, I don't even remember. It was in 1998, starred Drew Barrymore, the actress. It's a movie called Ever After. It was his daughter's favorite movie. 
She plays a Cinderella-type character in the movie, and the prince arrives too late in the movie to rescue Danielle, Drew Barrymore's character, from the villain who had bought her, intending to make her a slave and a wife. Danielle has already freed herself through the skillful use of intellect and the sword, asks the prince, what are you doing? He answers, I've come to rescue you. I've come to rescue you. And she says, I'm already rescued. I rescued myself in this case. I took care of it. Richard Swanson said he loved to watch his daughter watch the movie because it was her favorite scene. And it gave his daughter some measure of self-confidence, which he appreciated. Well, tomorrow, part four of this message from Luke 20 on the resurrection. You need to hear it tomorrow on CrossHope. That's CrossHope.org. CrossHope.org. I've already been rescued, and the thought occurred to me, I want to take that a step further in life. There's so many of us in this room. If only I could have been there to rescue him. If only I could have done something to rescue her. I want to tell you something. They would tell you now, I already was. I have been rescued by the one who is the resurrection and the life. I was rescued by the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. His name is Jesus. That's the powerful notion of Easter today. They've already been rescued. Death is rescued to be in the presence of the Lord. I don't know George's last name. All I know is he's from Marion, Massachusetts. Have no idea where that is in the state. He said, when I was a student at Yale, many people around me made the case that there was no God. As much as I wanted to believe, my mind could not be convinced of the basic truths of Christianity. Even C.S. Lewis's compelling autobiography was not enough to convince me. Listen to this. This is really interesting. It wasn't until I just gave up and surrendered to the love of God that I discovered the truth for myself. I simply prayed and asked the Spirit of Christ into my life 35 years ago. And the world became new. I was born of the Spirit. All of my sins were forgiven, and I immediately had the assurance of eternal life. And listen to this last phrase. This all came to my life not through my reasoning, not through my logic, not from my goodness. It came to me simply by the grace of God. Wow, what a statement. In the early 1900s, an 87-year-old minister, 87, note the age, by the name of James Martin, who considered one of England's best preachers, went to Dublin University in Ireland as an honored guest at the university's 300th anniversary. Can you imagine celebrating their 300th anniversary as a university? He's 87. He went to school there earlier, and they invited him back as an honored guest. 63 years earlier, 24 years of age, he had lived in Dublin. What no one knew at that gathering was this. His wife gave birth to a baby girl who very soon died after birth and was buried in Dublin. Years went by, and everyone but the father and the mother forgot the little one who had so briefly lived. Then his wife died, and he alone remembered. At 87 years of age, 63 years after it happened, while the university people were having receptions and party and wine tastings and all the things that went with celebrating their 300th 
anniversary as a university, James Martin was standing next to a little grave in a little cemetery in Dublin with his head bowed, remembering the daughter he lost 63 years earlier. Remembering the daughter he lost 63 years earlier. I want to tell you something. There's somebody who remembers you. It's your heavenly Father. And even when you die, even when you take your last breath, you're not forgotten. Because of what Jesus said, God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. That presupposes then that everyone is alive in His sight and in His presence, and that's what it means. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Well, this is the Easter message a few years ago when I lost my mother on Tuesday before and her funeral was coming up on the following Wednesday. It was a difficult time, but yet a powerful time to share about resurrection. Crosshope.org Our daughter lives in a place called Stuttgart, Germany with her husband and three children. One of the most fascinating places that I've visited there. There's a hill there that's 1,675 feet in in altitude. A hill, 1,675 feet. It's a good-sized hill. But it wasn't there 60 years ago, 70 years ago. It's a place that some of you have heard this. They picked a place, and all the rubble of 53 different bombing missions over the city of Stuttgart, where the city center was totally obliterated, and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pounds of rubble were gathered, 1.5 million cubic meters of rubble. And the city fathers didn't know what to do with it. What are we going to do with all this? And it took years to do this, but they piled all the rubble from the damage of 53 bombing raids in one place. They call it Birkenkopf in Stuttgart right now. And they built a mountain, a small mountain, 1,675 feet in altitude of just the rubble. And you know what they did when it was over? You wouldn't see this today in the United States of America, but back in Germany, you did back then. They put an iron cross, metal cross, on top. And I want to show you that picture right now of Charlie and Claire standing on top of that mountain, looking overlooking the city. And there's the empty cross. The power of the cross is that it's empty. There's power in seeing a crucifix. Having come from a Catholic heritage myself, with my mother and grandparents being Catholic, I understand the crucifix, Jesus on the cross. But the power is in the empty cross. You see, that's where the hope is, is in the fact that He's alive. When He died, He took away my sin. But when He rose from the dead, He gave me hope. And He gives you hope. And the only hope you have of seeing a loved one again is the empty cross. And because one grave is empty, and because one person walked out of a grave alive, you have hope. And that's why you don't say goodbye, in a sense, to that loved one. You say, see you later. We'll meet again. Not in some beautiful place on this earth. We'll meet in heaven with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that's the hope. That is the hope. Today on this Easter Sunday, you've got a choice to make. You either have the hope of the resurrection or you die hopeless. What a choice. 
And the message today isn't about what just a neat place heaven's going to be because we can't even begin to conceive of heaven. The message today is the hope in the one who gives us hope. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Do you know him? You can, even today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for speaking to us today about hope and about heaven and about the cross. Lord, we realize that we need to be rescued. Just like Richard Swanson talked about his daughter's favorite movie where the princess says, I've already been rescued. Thank you. It's already been done. Our loved ones would tell us, those who've gone on, hey, I've been rescued already. I've been rescued by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I've been rescued by the one who is the resurrection and the life. I've been already rescued by the one who is hope and death. His name is Jesus. And that's the one we call people to today. Not just this Sunday, but all the time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope this Sunday, Easter Sunday 2020, you will celebrate Easter not as a person with no hope, but you will celebrate it as a child of the resurrection. That's what Jesus calls you if you believe in him. You're a child of the resurrection. What a title. What a Christ. Crosshope.org. You've been listening to Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. For more information about this ministry or to re-listen to any message heard on this broadcast, go to our website at crosshope.org. Be sure to join us at this same time each weekday or listen at www.crosshope.org. Cross Hope is listener-supported and is produced by Cross Hope Ministries, Incorporated.